This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to the Danny Mac Podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. I'll give you just a quick minute to think about it before I give you the answer. Can you tell me when was the last time? The Chicago Bears won a divisional game. Ding, 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 ding. It's been some time. Here's here's a hint. Matt Eberflus has yet to beat an NFC North opponent. Hi, and welcome back to the Danny Mac Podcast. This third time this football season, we're doing a Bears postgame edition of the Mac podcast. And I'm glad you're with me today as the bears fell to the Vikings 19 to 13 at soldier field. And the future is uncertain. Matt Eberflus addressing media about 40 minutes or so, maybe even longer after the game wrapped up. And he said, the x-rays on the field's hand were negative. There will be an MRI Monday. Uh, they don't know where they're going, but I I'm going to assume for the short term, it's going to be Tyson Bajant time. And why wouldn't it be Bajant time? Is there anything more fun than watching a duck like the one he threw up that thwarted a drive that should have put the Bears in position to take a lead? They're trailing by the final score of 1913, and he underthrows DJ Moore by 10 feet. The DB turns around and has to come back for the ball, and then he takes it back to midfield. Yeah, other than that, Tyson Bajant was terrific. Uh, he can escape. I did learn that listening to Eber Flus's postgame. Man, if you're a Bears fan, and uh, I know a lot of you are, uh, I, I, I feel for you. I have empathy for you because I know what it's like to watch a team continue to drag itself through the mud and not make the most critical changes that need to be made. And you're not going to see them made this year, but I sure hope everybody is convinced there's enough evidence now going forward Two things. Justin Fields is not the quarterback and Matt Eberflus is not the head coach. Fields was horrible in his one half and change of football at Soldier Field. He got sacked four times in the first half. He got he got drilled on the first play of the game because he doesn't count helmets on the other side of the line of scrimmage. And why in the world Luke Getze put the Bears quarterback in harm's way as much as he did, I have no idea. I don't know why you don't max protect against a team like the Vikings, which under Brian Flores has blitzed more than any other team in the NFL this year by a long shot. Daniil Hunter my guy in many years in fantasy football in a real league that deploys individual defensive players and not just a team defense had two sacks. Two of the five Minnesota uh, sacks went to number 99 and it's a game. The bears should have won because statistically they beat the shit out of the Vikings, except for one very important number other than the score. 
and that's turnovers. The Bears turned it over three times. Minnesota turned it over only once. Something that I think the Bears can feel good about. And I dismiss so much of the head coach's enthusiasm and looking to the positive after these games, sounding like he's a freshman in high school, coaching a high school team. Uh you got to be happy with the way your defense got off the field, Bears fans. The Vikings went two for 13 on third down, and you can qualify it if you want to and say, yeah, Cousins didn't have his go-to guy, Justin Jefferson. That very much is true. Two for 13 is is impressive, and that was one of several areas where the Bears just dominated. The Bears had the ball for 35 minutes. They rushed for 162 yards even without their best two running backs. Deontay Foreman did a nice job filling in for Khalil Herbert and Roshan Johnson, 15 carries for 65 yards. And in the first half, even though our want is to see Fields throw the ball to DJ Moore regularly, that worked against Washington, didn't it, a few weeks ago when Moore had 230 receiving yards, three touchdowns, was the offensive player of the week. You want to see more of that. But you still have to feel good, especially against an aggressive front when the offense is punching the defense in the face with the running game. The Bears had nine first downs running the football today against the Purple, and they were doing it with a variety of different guys toting the hoochie. It wasn't just Foreman. You also had a really nice 17-yard run from Valus Jones. It's nice to see the second-year man out of Tennessee finally bust a grape in a Bears uniform. I thought he was terrific today a couple of times. He also had a 37-yard return. The Bears special teams played well. They blocked the damn PAT. There's so many things they did well today, except not take care of the football, and that's something that Matt Eberflus was quick to – not quick to point out. He had to first thank the fans for all the enthusiasm – they demonstrated and how loud it was today. But uh, uh, there was, uh, you know, Fields was effective as a ball carrier. You had nice contributions from several guys. Darrington Evans had a nice 12-yard scoot that went for a first down. I mean, nine rushing first downs is good in the NFL. It's especially good in this era because most teams move the chains by passing the football. But, man, Kirk Cousins, keep making fun of him if you want to. He was 21 of 31 for 181 yards and a touchdown. Did not intercept it. What we thought was an interception when we saw it live from Tremaine Edmonds has been changed. It's now it was ruled a fumble that was caused. How about this one? Here's something. This is something Eberflus would say. T.J. Edwards, one of the big free agent signings in the offseason, and Tremaine Edmonds collaborated on that takeaway. <laughs> Edwards with the foof of the forced fumble and uh, Edmonds <laughs> catching the ball. How about that? He was so happy, too. Number 49, six games in, he finally has a signature moment, and we can't even call it an interception. Now it's just a fur, a fumble recovered. But takeaways are the name of the game in this NFL, man. Takeaways win or lose games, and Fields doesn't take care of the ball. He doesn't. Tyson Bagent didn't take care of the ball in the second half. 
when he was asked to come in after a dreadful first half by the Bears. You got to settle for a couple of field goals. Fields was six out of 10 for 58 yards and a pick. And again, four sacks, recognizing pressure, recognizing when you're outnumbered at the line of scrimmage. Look, I'm not thinking, I'm not trying to suggest it's an easy thing to do. Only 32 guys in the world have this have the vocation. I'm a starting NFL quarterback. And of them, only four or five are great almost every week. Then there are four or five who are pretty good. Kirk Cousins is in that group. So you can keep mocking him if you want. Fact of the matter is the dude has seven 4,000-yard passing seasons. Seven times in Cousins, what do you want to call it? Garden variety career, you know, pedestrian career, some would call it. Seven times he's passed for more than 4,000 yards in a season. No Bears quarterback has done it, and there won't be one this year. I hope Fields is ready to go when they get after it next week. We'll learn more tomorrow, maybe, or in the days ahead, or maybe we won't. But my suspicion is, even though the x-rays were negative and Eberflus said he wanted to go into the game, wanted to go back in, but he couldn't couldn't, uh, grip the football. And that's problematic. We get the same thing, Matt. Problematic. He apparently told the halftime reporter, (laughs) I think it was Jen Hale, um, (laughs) we got to force the ball to DJ Moore. Yeah, you do. It's a good point by you. He had only one catch in the first half of this game today. It is the 11th straight divisional loss for the Bears. They're one in five. (laughs) Oh, man. But Carolina did not hold its lead today in Miami. I I thought that was too many points, but I I got away from my Southern Florida bent. My my take, if I can take a quick departure from the Bears, allow me that, please. I like to bet against teams when they are playing in the humidity in the first five or six weeks of the season because it's really nasty in Tampa, Miami, often in Jacksonville this time of the year or earlier on the NFL schedule. And I think you take advantage of those opportunities and you fade the road teams. And I was reluctant to do it with Carolina today because it was too many points. And then I see they jumped out to a 14 to nothing lead. And before you know it, here comes Tyreek Hill, my MVP candidate, or at least a guy I am trumpeting for consideration. If you don't have him in your top three, you've not been paying attention to the NFL this year. Tyreek Hill has been has been absolutely fabulous. So the Vikings saved their season for now anyway at 2 and 4. Their road gets tougher ahead. They have San Francisco coming up soon. Um wherever your money is going, I want to remind you you can get extra value this football season with Bet Rivers Squares. Win up to $10,000 in bonus money. Bet $10 in same game parlays with the squares icon, to earn a square. When the Bears hired Eberflus, I thought, I understand why you would find a guy from the defensive side of the ball desirable based on the way this game has changed in the last 10 years in terms of it being a turnover, 
difference difference making league. That's what swings it more than anything. You could have the great quarterback, you could have a great pass right. You don't take the ball away, you ain't gonna do squat in this here NFL. And Eberflus did that with the Indianapolis Colts. That's why they the Bears hire him. It's what got him his job. He his Colts defense led the NFL in 2021 in turnover differential. And he had Darius Leonard when he was just Shaq Leonard then, or he was Darius Leonard then, sorry, not Shaq. And he also had a a young safety named Kenny Moore who was making things happen. They had a decent pass rush. A lot of it came from, from one guy, but uh, that's how he gets hired. They take the ball away. The Bears haven't done that, and they haven't done it even when they have a full complement of healthy players. They got some guys back out there today, and still they only took it away once, and it was with pass rush. It was with a blitz. It was with Edwards getting to Cousins and causing the ball to pop up in the air, and uh, there's Johnny on the spot, Tremaine Edmonds, number 49. Bless you. On the heels of the passing of Dick Butkus, I want to share this about the Bears offense, which gave up points today and uh, (laughs) has done that in recent weeks. It's what, you know, cost them the game against the Broncos a few weeks ago. Butkus said, according to the late Doug Buffon, who I used to do Bears pregame with in uh, 92, 3, 4, uh, on the score, um, we didn't have the rights to Bears games, but we did a three-hour pregame show between 9 and noon every Sunday. And he was telling the story about the Bears offense being so anemic in 67 or 68. They're playing a game at Mile High Stadium, and at halftime, Butkus lights up the offense. And he said, if you guys can't do any effing better than that, just keep your asses in here and we'll play both sides of the ball because we can't do any worse than what you guys are doing. You can't say that about this Bears team, but when it comes to scoring points, yes, there were the exceptions of weeks four and five, but this is this is more of what we've seen. What we saw against the Vikings is primarily – Indicative of what we've seen in Fields' career. It was his 30th start today. Against the spread, he's 9-19-1 or 9-21. And the Bears didn't even cover today. Everybody's thinking the Bears on the money line. The Bears on the, And they didn't even cover getting three at home. Oh, Butkus. You guys keep your asses in here. We'll play offense, too. Who's going to be the next headmaster of the Bears? Well, they got to make that change, man. He is dead man walking, this Matt Eberflus, and I'm not happy about it. I was hoping the dude would work out. He clearly is overmatched. He's a Peter Principal guy. He has risen to his level of incompetency. And Justin Fields doesn't have it either. He doesn't make the pre-snap reads. He doesn't react 
well enough to pressure. He has no pocket presence. He doesn't get rid of the football, and you can have Luke Getze when you clean everybody out of there this next year. I am encouraged to get back to my televisions because the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are playing at home, and they're not in the old big sombrero anymore. They're in the cozy confines um, of Raymond James Stadium, one of the greatest stadiums, an underrated stadium by pro standards. You probably don't hear people talk about it much as a destination, and maybe because that's Tampa in general, unless you're really eager to get some sun in late November, December. Unfortunately, the Bears were there in week two this week, but the Buccaneers are playing at home today, and they are wearing their dreamsicle colors, the white pants, <laughs> with the the pumpkin and red piping and the the creamsicle or dreamsicle, whichever you choose to call it, those jerseys. Oh, do I love it. Give me Lonnie Martz and Martin Mayhew collaborating on a tackle for the pumpkin plotters back when Sam Weish was their head coach and how I loved going to games down at the old sombrero for a couple of years. I'm going to get back to the Lions and the Buccaneers uh, have yourself a great remainder of your weekend. Enjoy the start to your week. I will be back with lots more NFL and continue to follow Connor Bedard as he continues his season. Hawks not so hot in Montreal on Saturday night, but it is NFL time, and I am thanking Adam Delavid on my way out the door from Bet Rivers for giving me these opportunities. I am executively produced by Sam Michael, not Sam Michaels. I called him that last week, and as he suggested rightly, that's kangaroo court fine. Uh, $10. $10. And Randy Merkin, thank you. Thanks to everybody who handles social media like Alex Pastor and our director of research and development, Troy Mocker. I'm Danny Mack, and I'll be back in a couple of days with more football action. Thanks. Thanks for listening to the Danny Mack Podcast on the Bet Rivers Network.